and welcome back everyone to just another day in sports my name is justin berger and we have got plenty of storylines to get to as always i am joined by alec keezer and doug watley how are we doing guys uh i'm doing great this morning kind of appropriate weather outside right now for um what we're about to talk about but i mean obviously we're gonna get to that in a minute that's why everybody's here playoff baseball is electric there's been so many storylines going on in the mlb i'm so excited to talk about it of course your braves had some uh series yeah i mean let's just let's jump right into it so over the course of this episode we're going to examine why the braves lost we're also going to jump into the psyche of an atlanta sports fan at some point (laughs) Tough, so, tough doing that. Let's just let's just get right after it. So, game one, Dallas Keuchel versus Miles Michaelis. The Braves were up three to one after seven innings. Can I jump in here for please, one second? Please. Um, I thought honestly, for somebody who hadn't checked Dallas Keuchel's numbers, I thought he was like fourteen and six with like sub like three seven year. I don't know. I, I thought he was pitching better than he was. He was like eight and eight with like. 388 or something like that. Yeah, he got off to a slow start when we got him in July. Um, had turned it up in August and in September a little bit, but uh, not the game one starter I had hoped he would be. Um, the Braves ended up blowing this first game in, in, in late innings, which is usually not their mode. They lost 7-6 to six after Melanson gave up four earned runs in an inning pitched. Um, Keuchel, for the series, he actually started game four as well. He combined to go eight innings pitched, four earned runs, four walks, and three home runs in his two starts that he made. And that's obviously not something you want from a game one starter in the playoffs. No, and he probably cost himself a ton of money this offseason. I agree. Too. I agree. Uh, game two, we went, uh, in my opinion, it was the best game for the Braves. Um, uh, Fulton Avich versus Flaherty. Fulton went seven innings strong, three hits, no walks, no runs. Adam Duvall came in, pinch hit, two run homer in the playoffs. I mean, it was electric. It was an electric atmosphere at SunTrust Park. Braves got the series tied up 1-1. At that point, you're thinking, all right, we're good. This is the Braves team I watched all year. Great pitching, timely hitting. That's what we needed. Okay, we headed into Game 3 in St. Louis. Mike Soroka, who already looks like Greg Maddox, versus Adam Wainwright, who was Greg Maddox in his generation. Soroka went seven innings, two hits, one run on 90 pitches. That's what's so Maddox about him is that he doesn't throw a lot of pitches. Um, Wainwright, as a 36-year-old, went seven and two-thirds with four hits, no earned runs, and Schilt let him throw 120 pitches. That was was unbelievable. I mean, that was was a heyday moment for Adam Wainwright. He looked amazing. And your brother was at this game. Yes, my brother and a friend of mine from home went – Drove to St. Louis, and they said it was an unbelievable atmosphere. That it was just you could hear the select patches of Braves fans yelling across the stadium. And Bush Stadium is gorgeous. I mean, oh yeah, surprisingly, it's awesome. And then you got the skyline in the background. It's it's a place to go. Yeah, and so that game, Braves were losing one zero the entire game. Then Dansby Swanson clutch hit, and then Adam Duvall again another clutch hit. Braves end up winning three one. Uh, game four, Keuchel's back on the mound against Dakota Hudson. Ozzie Albies played a great game, three RBIs. Braves led through the majority of the game, I believe through seven. Um, Yadier Molina, uh, RBI single right over the head of Freddie Freeman. Ticked off his glove, right? That would have Blooped ended that inning. He was awesome all postseason. Yeah, Yadi was great. So and potentially he threw out Acuna in the first inning of the first game, trying to steal second. You can't— what? 
That's a mistake. You don't test them. You don't test them. Like, yeah. You can't test the audio. They got one of the best defensive catchers of all time. It's and almost a respect thing at this point. I it's agree. like he's too good. Oh, we'll get to respect. We'll get to respect. <laughs> and then Yachty did it again and hit a walk off sack fly in the tenth. So Braves lose that one, a game they probably should have won. Um, and if they had won that one, it would have locked up the series. So now we head to the decisive game five. This will be fun. <clears throat> Mike Fultonavich versus Flaherty again. So an, a pitching matchup that we thought would be just as good as it was the first time. Um, let's just let's go through this. Do you want me to read Fultonavich's numbers? I, I'm staring at him. I think I need to just for closure. <laughs> Mike Fultonavich went a third of an inning, gave up three hits, a third of an inning, seven good, right? runs, six earned runs, three walks. Twice, walking, bases loaded, runners home. The Braves went down in this game 10-0 to zero after the first inning. Lifeless. Let me ask you two gentlemen, have you ever seen that in your life? No, it's a postseason record. It is a postseason uh, record. I, I like, was legitimately stunned. I came out of a... I think a test or something. I don't remember what I was doing, but I was doing something where I was studying or something. And I looked at my phone expecting like, you know, a close game in the fifth inning. And it's just 10, nothing. The Braves looked lifeless. I sat there laughing. Like, I mean, what do you do? What as a professional sports team and you play that badly in a decisive game, where do you go from there? Winner go home. And he, and was- they went home. Emphatically, they went went home in the first inning. They went home in the first inning. Max Fried came in to finish out the first inning. Gave up, I think three, yeah, three more runs in the first inning, and then another in the second. The Braves lost this game thirteen to one. The pitching was really terrible, except for Josh Tomlin, who was unbelievable all series. Only pitched three and a third innings, but did not give up a run, and I'm pretty sure only allowed two hits. Yeah. Um, The problem with the first ending of that game was that there really wasn't any incredible, like there was no long ball damage. It was all walks and just sloppy play. Like, like yeah. Sloppy play. Well, and- so first inning Braves are already down one zero because the Cardinals played small ball. They did that. Well, there was one out runner on first and Paul Goldschmidt, or excuse me, Paul Goldschmidt's on first. Marcelo Zuna comes up and hits a ground ball to Freddie Freeman. Um, as Goldschmidt is running by, Freddie loses sight of the ball. Freddie makes an error. Which is incredible. Which does not just, happen because they, he's a gold glover. It just doesn't happen. Like, things like that don't happen. Freddie made an error that would have ended the inning at a one nothing deficit for the Braves. Now, let us flash back to 2012 in a wild card game against the St. Louis Cardinals. Chipper Jones' last game in a Braves uniform makes a three-run throwing error. It just, I mean, it it felt poetic. The small things that they are emphasized when it comes to a winner-take-all game, you can't have that. No, I mean... I mean, as funny as it sounds or as, like, cliche as it sounds, it's just, like, one team showed up and was ready to play and the other team got punched in the face and couldn't respond. And it was in Atlanta, too. I think that might be the best part. I don't know, I mean, not the best part for you, but just the most ironic part is they should be energized, they should be have everything to play for, and they let up 10 in the first inning. I will say one of the hardest things, like, and I, I can't relate to a major league level, but 
one of the hardest things to do as a lineup is turn around and like try and get energized when somebody hangs a 10 spot on you, especially right. when it's right. like the Cardinals went in the first inning. Walk, sack, bunt, single, single, fielder's choice that we just talked about. Walk, double, intentional walk, walk, double, double, fly out, strike out, drop third strike, ground out. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. The inning was going to end, I think, at like 7 or 9 or something like in that <laughs> neighborhood. And Brian McCann, who we'll get to, uh, dropped the strikeout. Which is also incredibly the, uncharacteristic. Yeah, went to the backstop and made a terrible throw. Um, I, I, I don't, I don't have a whole lot. I mean, I, I have a couple series takeaways, just, I guess, season takeaways. Um, like we said already, Keiko only went eight innings, um, combined in two starts, which is not what you want from a game one starter. Um, he's, his contract is up with the Braves. We'll see what happens. I don't think he's going to get as much money as he wanted. Freddie Freeman, who was out for the last couple ga- uh, games of the regular season with bone spurs in his elbow, only went four for 20 in the series, and he had two hits in game one and two hits in game five. So he was completely irrelevant for games two through four. Next to Acuna, he was the MVP of the team. Yes, I think he was the MVP of the team. Acuna, I mean, Acuna might have played better, but when you have 121 RBIs in the season. And he's the and vocal pl- leader as and, well. Yeah, and playing gold glove defense. Like, he he was the clear heir to Chipper Jones. Oh, yeah. Um, And, like, the way he played was unacceptable. Well, like, I, I mean, you never unless wanna, he was unless he was injured. You don't want to find like you don't ever want to find excuses for a guy. And I'm sure like I don't really know Freddie Freeman that well or listen to like a lot of what he says, but I'm sure he would tell you like he's not going to make an excuse. for Well, no, either. he said it was on on him, yeah, which I appreciate. Like, what else? Like, like, what else are you going to say after you get hung a 13 spot on? Yeah, it's like say. really. It's it's on not, it's, yeah, it's hard point. to say. Yeah, you can't like at that point. It's a wash. And then uh, Fulton Avich. This was. I mean, this was classic. Just absolutely Cy Young level pitching one day and then three days or four days later looks like a bum who couldn't throw a can down a trash can like I don't get it with him I think it's mental his stuff is there actually I know it's mental mental. it's a thousand percent his stuff is there it's it's, I I don't know what what the future holds for him because I think as a fan you have to look at his first start and be super encouraged I, I mean what, like when was the last time any like he's given up seven runs in the first inning with three walks? Like, I mean that's probably the outlier. But at the same time, that's a decisive game five. Like, did the pressure get to him? Who knows? Maybe he's not that type of guy. Maybe he's a number two and number three type of starter. I don't know. Yeah, your outlier can't happen in game five. In the no. Yes, it's got to happen in no. game one twenty-seven. Yeah. Uh, hitting Acuna and Dansby, great series. Acuna went eight for eighteen, and uh, Dansby went seven for eighteen. Just, this is what Dansby needed, to be honest with you. I, I expected this from Acuna. Um, but Dansby had some timely hitting, man. Uh, the tying run in, or the tying RBI in game three, the RBI to put them ahead in game four, I believe. It's, I mean, he, he looked great. Defensively, the team's still fantastic. Um, you guys got any comments on the youngster? And Ozzy Albies had a good series as well. I mean, like, well, you, I mean, I don't know if you know how I feel about Dansby Swanson, but like I've loved him since he was at Vanderbilt. Yeah. I just and it's not I, I, for me. It wasn't a matter of if; it was more of when for him because he was just such a talented player. So I'm glad he's like starting to put it together. He had a, like a really good year this year, but he's a slick fielder too, and he's just, like he's just a stud. Like he has confidence on the baseball field. He's like exactly what you want in a shortstop. And then like what what more can you say about Ronald Acuna Jr. Yeah. If he plays the last two weeks, he probably is 40-40. 
I agree 100% with that. The talent is there, but go back to game one. If you remember, yeah, I don't, he did I not. I hate this storyline. It's so it's, dumb. Well, it's because it's attached to one of the best players on your team, and yeah. you don't want that. But he did not run out a double, and he only got a single out of it. They ended up losing the game. Who knows what would have happened? It's just kind of the Agreed. hypothetical game. So it's not like it's 100% he lost in the game, but he didn't do enough to help his team out. And, of course, like you said, the talent's there, the 40-40. Yeah. He'll get that many times in his career. But the effort level, and especially the ninth inning, it just needs well, to be a little bit better. He'll learn. He's still he young. Did that, he did that against the, in the regular season against the uh, Dodgers, too, and, and Snit pulled him. Yeah, yeah, I was at that game, actually, and Snit pulled him. It's, it's hard to look at a guy like Brian McCann in the face and just be like, I'm not going like, to run out. I'm not like ball. how like you hit a gapper and you're not on second base yeah. and you stole 40 bags this year. Are you kidding me? Um, That's just, one more thing about Acuna. They, Carlos Martinez purposely threw at him because he didn't like the home run he hit in game one. Um, and then in game game five, the Braves were down in the tennis region at this point, <laughs> And they went high and in on Acuna and hit him. And the Braves did not retaliate against someone like Yadier Molina or Paul Goldschmidt, which I think uh, I'm I'm unhappy about that, to Here, be honest with you. Like, how do you not – they just threw at your superstar for the next 20 years. Here's what I'll tell you. When you're down 10, 10 11, 12 in a baseball game, you can't just go hitting the other team. It's just like – that's just – like when you're, when you're up 13 runs and you go up and in, like that's a cheap shot. Yeah. And so like – they like the the Braves are not gonna like that's just not gonna be forgotten. It can't it's just, be. There's, it's not gonna get dealt with until next season. But I'm telling you that like there will be a response for that. Yeah, I mean they were they were unhappy. The Cardinals were unhappy that Acuna pimped a home run in Game One. Boo hoo! This is the. And, but did you see what Yachty did after the? I mean, during the walk off in Game Four, yeah, how far he, he threw, threw his the bat, bat in the right field. Like after hurt he, he after hurt he carried someone. it to first base. Like I get that he's a veteran, but. I mean, yeah. come on. If Acuna had done that, he would have been killed. Oh, right. yeah. It's just, like, I don't know. It's something about young and flesh. I don't get it. I don't yeah. know why people have a problem with the bat flip. Like, well, I don't know. People get way too offended. Uh, we're going to get into pictures. this later in the, in the show, but uh, Brian McCann announced his retirement after the game, which was not surprising. He's played in the league for 15 years, 10 of them with the Braves. Um, I can't say enough about him as a as a human being, what he means to Atlanta. And as a baseball player, in my opinion, he is a Hall of Famer. Um, he's had a fantastic career, and hopefully, he comes into the booth because that him and Francoeur would be electric in the booth. I could see that going. Yeah, I think he's got the support from the fan base, and he's knowledgeable. Obviously, he's been around the league forever. Um, I hope so. That'd yeah. be awesome. I'm just glad he came back for one more year. I would just wish the. I mean, they could have done a little more. And then the looming thing for next season is. Nick Marquez is a free agent. Um, you assume that they don't re-sign him. He didn't have a terrible season, but he's getting older, and we have a lot of younger options in, in the outfield. And Josh Donaldson is a free agent, and I, I have been saying now for a while that the only excuse the Braves organization has for not paying Josh Donaldson is if they decide to pay Anthony Rendon because um, it was apparent that Austin Riley was not ready to play an everyday role yet. Eventually he will be. But if if the Braves don't sign resign Josh Donaldson, it better only be because they're going after Anthony. If right they're now. gonna get run down, they gotta pay a lot. And we'll talk about that There's later. But <laughs> plenty of money out there. Oh yeah. There's um, a, yeah. So this ends my Braves rant. Uh, I I have I'm mature enough now in my sports watching days to digest. I like I said, and I'm gonna get to this later in the show. So stick around. 
But I've seen this this game ten times in different sports. And yes, all ac- across three major sports with Atlanta, I've seen it before. Like this, this was nothing. I I I tweeted the other day. This is nothing. I watched Super Bowl Fifty One going down ten like, nothing in the first inning. What it's else? Like, oh, okay. Do you need like it that? Happens. Come on, that was just a cup of coffee. <laughs> um, all right, let's get to the other baseball games because uh, there were some very exciting baseball games played. Yeah, so for the biggest one that I've been following is the Washington Nationals and the Los Angeles Dodgers. Of course, the Dodgers being the heavy National League favorite and the Nationals kind of being the team that everyone wants to do well. So in game one, it was a little bit back and forth. or uh, It was actually dominated, I should say, by the Dodgers right away, Bueller. Six or it was six to nothing. They took it easily. Can I pause you right here and just yes. ask a question? How good is Walker Bueller going to be? How I good is Walker stunned. Bueller already? Like, he's already better than Kershaw in the playoffs so far. He's so he's so much fun to watch. It's another Vanderbilt kid. Kershaw stinks. We'll get to that. <laughs> Game two, it was just dominated really by Washington. Strasburg and Scherzer combined for seven innings, one run. They took it, and then it was after Game one being down six nothing. They needed a bounce-back game, and they got that in Game 2. Game 3, uh, go back to Washington. 10-4 to four Dodgers. They took it. Seven-run, six-inning by Los Angeles. Really kind of capped that game. And they hit two bombs in that inning. After yeah. this game, I, I thought the Dodgers were going to close it out. Oh, my God. I thought it was – they, they were just slugging. Mm-hmm. It was Everything was going out. Game 4 was more of a managerial game. 15 total pitchers were used in a lot of, like, Facing specific batters and then taking out for a new pitcher, but that was one five to four by Washington. So Washington's sticking around; they're not doing too much, but they continue to win close games, and that's what they needed to do. And then Game Five happened. Well, I think hold on. Well, for Game Four, I think there's just like a theme here is that you said it was much more like an in-game, like coaching strategic right. type of win for Washington, and Los Angeles has not won those types of games in the past. Yeah, I, well, I mean, especially in Game Five when. The total oh, I've, was 7-3. Oh, so I have so many thoughts. It was really the Dodgers' game to lose. They were up 3-1 pretty much the whole game. And then the eighth inning happened. Kershaw coming into the game. Rendon and Soto go back-to-back off of him in consecutive pitches, too. Like, what is Dave Roberts think? Like, he's watched this this game before. Yeah. Like, what do you... you got to throw someone else out there. But oh. Kershaw is so respected, and if... Someone else let up the runs and not Kershaw. He is objectively a bad playoff pitcher. We've seen it before. Yeah, at a certain point, like you have to, you look past the guy and look at the sample size. I don't have so much of a like. What are you gonna do when you go to like you go to Clayton Kershaw? Like, like if you're the Los Angeles Dodgers, you gotta live and die with that guy. My biggest, I think his worst move was leaving Joe Kelly out for the tenth inning. Yeah, like I've I know Joe Kelly as a Red Sox fan, and he's electric for one inning, but. You don't really try and stretch him, especially when you're sitting on Kenley Jansen, who has proven, especially in the playoffs, that he can go multiple innings and be effective. I, if you're going to throw one of your guys in the bullpen two innings, like how is it not? Like how is it not Jansen? How is that not I'm Jansen? Pretty sure Dustin May was available. At Dustin that May point. was. It was either those two, but I don't know. They they just went with Kelly because he had a great first inning. They thought he could carry it into the second. It's, obviously didn't. And I, then what happened? And then Washington loads up the bases. 60-year-old Howie Kendrick comes up to the plate and just bombs it to center field grand slam. He crushed that ball. No, actually, hold on. I want to go back to the Soto home run because 20 years old, eighth inning, down one, 
lefty-lefty, and that lefty is Clayton Kershaw. And he hits the farthest home run of his career, 450 feet. Something about this guy just, and he just screams clutch. He was all over it. That, that ball was smoked. Like, he's just 20 years old, incredibly clutch. Oh, my God, he's so exciting, Juan Soto. Just the fact that, like, oh, baseball is so great. We get to watch him for the next 10 years, 10 years at least. Yeah, and 10, especially the years. whole team for the Nationals. You have Scherzer, as soon as they won Game 5, he was in the bullpen, sprinted out to the field to celebrate with his teammates. This Washington team, of course, I don't have my Cubs in the playoffs, but this Washington team, they're a close second for me right now. They're a lot of fun. I'll be honest with you. This this one, after watching the Braves lose, this one hurt a lot. <laughs> it was like, if this Washington team wins... I don't like the Dodgers that much, but I, I I was rooting so hard for the Big Blue then. I, I can't have this Nationals team be in the World Series. I can't have this Nationals team have a chance to win. That was that was my feeling about the um, the Astros and Rays series, and I got bailed out. Yeah. Like, I didn't get bailed out. I got like Garrett Cole came to play, and so I, that was nice. Thank God I did not have to watch the Yankees Rays NLCS. Let's be honest. This Nationals team without the theatrics idiocy of Bryce Harper. Don't put this on Bryce is, Harper. I, I hate when people do that. But what have we seen from this team? They're a much more cohesive group than they've been in the past. I've I've watched enough Nationals games to know that. Like, this team, they, they remind yeah, me, they to be like completely honest with you, of the Braves last year, where they were just having fun every day. Yeah. I did not see that for the eight years they're all Bryce e- Harper was in Washington. They're all equals right now. When yeah. Harper was there, he was the 1A always. Yeah. Now they don't have it. I'm Kurt Suzuki's on this team. I'm, uh, if if Kurt can get it done, I'll be happy for him. I love that guy. <laughs> um, Yankees Twins. Do we even need? Is, do we need to say anything else besides this? Nope. The Twins are a flake. I yeah. kind of saw uh, coming in. They could hit a lot of home runs, but when it came down to it, you got to do it in clutch a, moments. They had a losing record against teams with winning records this year. Um, for the Yankees, it's encouraging to see Severino pitch well. You know, I know he only threw four innings, but still, um, that team's rolling. But and they have to play the Houston Astros. So yeah, and then the Astros got it done yesterday against the Rays. Thank, uh, after the Rays beat the A's, my team. Thank God. <laughs> thank God. If I had to watch the Rays and the Yankees play in the ALCS, I don't know what it would have done. <laughs> I would have loved it. I would have gone nuts. No. I'm, right. happy the, I'm happy. The, I want the Astros to win. They're, they're my team now. Um, yeah, me too. I'm, I'm a like, diehard Houston Astros root for the fan. Yankees? No. No. Root for the Nationals. Come on. Why? <laughs> Why would I root for the Nationals? I can't I'll, root for the Cardinals. I'll, I'll probably slide National League, but I just think the AL is better. Where's the natitude? That's not <laughs> the natitude. I have a question for you guys. Another one. Uh, who had the worst week? You, sure, I'm talking to Justin, you, uh, Loomis, or the MLB? Uh, Loomis, the Los Angeles Dodgers fan, avid listener. Uh, look. Brad Loomis has tasted the sweet victory of playoffs before. The Braves have not won a playoff series since 2001. I was two years old. So I'm going to go with me. <laughs> and I, I think the MLB can still be happy. Like, if it ends up being, like, Cardinals-Yankees in the World Series, two historic franchises, well, I like, mean, they're still they're – still they're People still, will watch. They're still sitting up there praying the Yankees win the LCS. Yeah. Because, I mean, I love Houston, but just you're going to get more viewers at the New York market, yeah. obviously. Um, and then having the L.A. market knocked out kind of sucked for them. But I, mean, I didn't want to watch the Dodgers blow another World Series. Me neither. Like, I I'm didn't, happy they I didn't, lost. I don't want to see either. Listen, I don't want to see either of those two teams in the yeah. World Series. And so I'm okay. I just as, I just – I'm a huge Houston Astros fan. I'd like this, this Astros top three in the rotation. Scary. 
It's it's bigger than scary. Yeah. Like Garrett Cole struck out twenty five people in two starts. How do you how do you work around like Verlander had a bad start in Game Four, but like you jump on him. That's all you can do. You if any team can do it, it's gonna be the Yankees. But like this this Astros team could go out every day, not allow a run, and score twenty. Oh yeah. Right. Like without flinching. Mm-hmm. The, the lineup's that good. Every and the guy bullpen's hits. good too. Um. So we got. Uh, I, in my opinion, you know, obviously I'd like to see my team in there, but the the CSs are good. Oh They're yeah, they will be entertaining baseball They'll, all around. Well, going into it, we we took a lot of chalk, but um, I think like well, I just absolutely lost my train of thought. Oh my. <laughs> Here, here's my question: <laughs> What would the MLB, which team in the NL would they rather see go to the World Series for ratings? Cardinals. Yeah, I disagree. Cardinals. I think the Nationals are the better story right now. Of course, maybe the Cardinals are historically better, but I think the the way that they beat the Dodgers and the way that they're still going, it's of course maybe you just saying the Cardinals because well of no no I just I mean I I agree that the Nationals are probably the better story right, right. now but Yachty's old that's true um, they got that storyline and this team is I mean it's the St Louis Cardinals like mm-hmm. you think about them in that upper echelon of baseball history oh, yeah. um, I remember what I was gonna say go so ahead. for the I know we all came into this choosing chalk and for the AL it kind of came out that way but for the NL you have the two hottest teams. And so that's also something cool to look at. And like both teams are rolling, so it's going to be cool to see like who's like whose fire goes out, or like if they just continue to go at it. Like, what if they just trade walk offs for seven games? Like, I have both no these teams are pulling magic. Like, this is going to be a fun series. All right, are we good with baseball for now? We'll have a show in three days, so we can yeah. talk more about it. Yeah. Um, let's move on to NFL briefly. I will start. I am not. I am planting my flag. I am not talking about the Falcons until Dan Quinn is fired. That is all I will say. They lost by 30 points to the Texans last week, by the way. Yeah, Deshaun Watson threw for 8 million yards and 200 touchdowns. Arizona Cardinals this week, if they lose to the Cardinals, Dan Quinn should, like, I I don't know what else they have to do. What what else are they waiting on? (laughs) What do you need to see? I don't understand what more you need to see from Dan Quinn. Just, like, that Texans team put up 16 points against the Jaguars, and or 15 and lost, or whatever it was, two weeks ago, and they hang 53 on you. 53! 53 points! How? What a week. That was a tough sports I'm week done. for you. I'm done. I'm done. Right. Will Fuller had 14 receptions for 217 yards, by the way. And the player I played in fantasy benched him. Probably like a lot of people, to be <laughs> honest, which is unfortunate. All right, what about the Bears? Ugh. They lost to the Raiders in a very just lifeless game. They, of course, did not have Trubisky, who's still injured, but the thing about the Bears right now is the talent is there, the defense is there, but the offense has to help them out a little bit. The defense, they're not going to be limiting teams to seven points every game, so when the one time that they let up, what, 24 points, offense has to compete with them. They just didn't do that. Also, the Bears do have a bye this week. The one thing I'm looking for is going into the uh, next weeks is Work on discipline. Too many penalties. Charles Leno, one of the offensive linemen, too many false starts for him. Anthony Miller had an unnecessary roughness in the Oakland game, which created a drive for the Oakland Raiders to win the game in the end. And then a running into the kicker created a fourth and one, not in fourth and six. And John Gruden used his magic powers to create something there. And they continued the drive. So the discipline, because if you get out, if you get outplayed against teams in the NFL, it happens. I'm fine with that, but the discipline and the penalty should not happen. I'm not gonna ask if they're good, but are the Raiders decent? Yes, and I love what John Gruden's doing here. He's creating a culture, and I think he's doing a great job with it. Yeah, I literally was 
gonna mimic exactly what you're gonna say. Like I'm, I actually love this Raiders yeah, team. They're like, exciting. They run the ball like they've. Josh Jacobs is they, awesome. They throw it around the field. The defense plays well. The the cornerbacks are confident. They have a good like young uh, secondary. Yeah, that's a fun Raiders team, honestly. But I think this and why I love calling it uh, our overreaction of the week. I think we jumped the gun on Chase Daniel a little bit. Uh, I think I will, my my hand is in the air right now. <laughs> I jumped the gun on. Chase Who's Daniel. better, him or that Mitch Trubisky? Okay, that one that one we may have jumped the gun on. Um, J E T S Jets 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 coming off the bye. Uh, I mean we can. I was gonna go. Actually, wait. We're talking about NFL. I don't know why I was gonna talk about that later, but um. Sam Darnold comes back this week, and uh, hopefully injects some life into this offense because we absolutely need it. Um, we're, I mean, this team still has a ton of holes, but I'd like to see some progress in this offense, especially because we just hired a new coach for our stud quarterback. And so, I mean, he's, come back and play well, please, Sam. Um, a few other things from last week before we move on to this week. Uh, the New Orleans Saints are just fine. They're going to be just fine. Yeah. Um, with or without Drew Brees, this mm-hmm. team is good. Well, um, they, they they run the ball. They don't turn the ball over, and they play great defense. Bridgewater is the best backup in the NFL. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And he, and that's anybody, not, I don't think that's an overstatement. He could have started for 10 teams, and like nobody wanted right. him for some reason. It just didn't make any sense. The Patriots may never lose. We just saw them beat the New York Giants by but, 21 last but, night. But, 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 and so now, I, a couple weeks ago I said that by the time the Patriots and – uh, the, the Chiefs play in week 14 that at least one if not both of them would be undefeated the Patriots still look really good but the Indianapolis Colts ran the ball down Kansas City's throat and I I, I was stunned yeah I, I mean I, I agree I mean Mahomes wasn't Mahomes didn't move in the pocket like that's we, I watched that just happen he was just, stagnant yeah well I think it came out after that he's dealing with like, I don't know if it was a knee or an ankle or something but he's He's a little going to be a little less mobile for a little bit, which I mean, he's still Patrick Mahomes, the guy has an absolute rocket for a right arm and he can throw the ball over the field. So like, you really don't need him running outside the pocket. That's just when he's his most dangerous. But I mean, for Kansas City, they 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 didn't really have the ball. Um, two two or three more things. Panthers, Kyle Allen. I might have misplaced my trust in Chase Daniel when I should have put it in Kyle Allen. Cam Newton, job security question. I, yeah, I mean, he's everyone loves Cam Newton, but... Uh, had, not true, I don't. <laughs> recently, a lot of people in Carolina do. They think he's the guy. But recently, he just can't win right now. And all right, he's, he's got a noodle backup. arm. All right, all right, all right, he's got well, a noodle arm, and he's no, not mobile right. anymore. I think Kyle Allen is playing well enough for that just to, like... Because, like they're winning right now, so everybody's Hand like, the ball off to Christian McCaffrey, yeah. or dump it down to him. Like, I think, that's all I I think this is do. the best thing that could have ever happened to Cam Newton, honestly. Because Why? now because now he can get healthy. He can just get healthy. Well, he hasn't been healthy. Get healthy. He has not been healthy since the Super Bowl. Yeah, he has. Yeah. Just get healthy. I mean, that's... Get that's healthy, Cam Newton. Packers, really good win in, in, in Big D um, in a game that was dominated by the storyline of George Bush and Ellen DeGeneres. That was so stupid. <laughs> um, and then the Browns on Monday night. The 49ers... Are they, for they real. good? Question mark. For yes. Real. No, are the Browns no question bad? Mark. Question mark. Yeah. Uh, I don't think the Browns are bad. I just like the 49ers are really good. This. I mean, it's Kyle Shanahan offense. Oh yeah. It's but happening. they're playing defense too. They're yeah. the, they're the best pass defense in the league right now. I think, or, or at least for opposing receivers, it's hard to throw against them. Uh, they run the like. Look at all these teams that are running the ball. Like yeah. everybody who's running the ball right now is having success. Like obviously you want to throw it all around the field, but like. Aaron Rodgers is still one of the best quarterbacks in the league, and he handed the ball off 20 times the other day. Four touchdowns rushing for yeah. the Packers and Aaron Jones. 
Uh, games for this weekend, Browns, Seahawks in Cleveland. That's a big one for the Browns. That not, I mean, you can't say a must win this early in the season, but it's damn close. It's a statement win. Yeah. Well, it's just like every week it's a new thing. It's like, oh, the offense is fine. Oh, what's up with the offense? Where's the, like? It's just this team's got so many storylines. It's like when they're winning and, and playing well, like it's gonna go really well, and when they're not winning and not playing well, it's gonna go very bad. It, like that's a team that's going to be on the opposite end of each spectrum just because of the personalities they have. I think Baker, coming off this horrific game, four turnovers, what, 100 passing yeah. yards, I think he bounces back, and I, I mean, think he needs to, and he will. He was getting killed. Like this was, That was really the only game I got to sit down and watch like a, a good po- uh, portion of it, and Nick Bosa was coming after him. The doubles weren't working. That offensive line is so bad. He was running for his life. Every time he dropped back, he was like, one, two, three, and sprint out of the way because some monster was coming to kill him. Uh, at Hard Rock Stadium this weekend, we will have the Toilet Bowl sponsored by Charmin. <laughs> the Dolphins will be playing the Redskins. Dude, who wins this game? Uh, who loses this game? Yeah, I, like America. <laughs> <laughs> Who's to, uh, Fox. Fox is the loser of this game. Like, who's going to watch? Who's broadcasting? That's just kind of a insult to be like ah yeah. oh, you can take this game who, yeah what if you're the play-by-play guy and the color guy that gets this game like what does that say to you about how, what your network thinks about do you, you put an intern on it <laughs> i'm not kidding to. like, like do, you, do like i don't know this game could, could be three to zero it could also be like 50 to 50 what if we called the game i mean maybe maybe we'll live broadcast it <laughs> um so that will be interesting awesome just i'm excited for that it'll, it'll, be, it'll be great are. I think the best game of the week is probably Rams 49ers. Oh, right. Assuming yeah. we see yes. the or, or maybe Lions Packers on Monday night, mm. but assuming the way we see or we uh have seen the 49ers play and the way we have seen in the past the Rams play. Uh this Rams team doesn't look as dominant as they did last year. Well, the year. defense just isn't playing yeah. well at all. But I mean they're still offensively just as good as they were last year if not better. Um Although I mean the health of Todd Gurley, uh, <clears throat> sorry, the health of Todd Gurley like kind of will depend on how if they can get to that next next level or not. But I mean the defense has to start doing something because they're not going to just put up fifty three points every game. Which quarterback would you rather have, Garoppolo or Golf? Garoppolo. Uh, I've actually seen more of Golf, so I'm going to take Golf. I would much rather have Garoppolo. Much rather? Yeah, not not even close. I I, I would go Golf. Yeah, I, mean, I just there's like. You, when was the last time you saw? Actually, I don't want to say that because I'm pretty sure it's like last year. But I, I just think he's a better decision maker. I don't know. I, I just like his makeup a little better. It's, I, he's he's a little less. I, I just feel like there's more Sean McVay. Which is I think, I think I think that's not a problem. I don't for think him. it's a bad. I'm, listen, I mean yeah. we're picking straws here. Like they're yeah. both hundred million dollar quarterbacks. Like, yeah. but I just I personally think Garoppolo is better. And then uh, that that line's fifty and a half. We I mean you got to get the over in that one. Mm. You would think. I mean, if you bet unders, like, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? Like, what are you doing with your life? But and then the t- I, I would I, honestly, though, I would because of San Fran's defense and their ability to run the ball, I would keep an eye on it. And then the two one and one Lions, who have looked like a real football team this year, go to Lambeau against the Packers, who are legit. Another team that runs the ball and plays defense and, t- and doesn't turn the ball over. The Lions need to lose this game by less than a touchdown for me to like think they're they're in it. The Packers look so good right now, yeah. especially playing at Lambeau. That's gonna be tough for the Lions to come in. But we've seen Detroit somehow be a good football team this year and it's from an NFC North fan that's good to see for the division, but 
The division's unbelievable. Yeah. The NFC North. Yeah, that's man. a fun it division. Doesn't even come close. That'll be a good game too because both teams like to run the ball. Both teams like to impose themselves on defense. I, I mean, Green Bay's at home, but if if the Lions can do what Indy did to Kansas City the other night and kind of keep the ball away from Aaron Rodgers, then they'll have a decent shot. All right, let's move on to happier memories for me. Uh, college football. Florida Gators got the job done against the Auburn Tigers this weekend, and yours truly was there to see it. They knew you were coming. <clears throat> they had to. They had to perform. Let me be honest with you. It was an ugly game. There were eight turnovers. <laughs> Kyle Trask fumbled the ball, I think, four times. Um, How does that happen? Bo, well, he just he got sacked a bunch. You just lost it? The, the offensive line was terrible. Um, this game was as gross and disgusting as it was was absolutely beautiful defensive football by the Florida Gators. I mean, Bo, Bo Nix, they, they, he looked like a freshman, finally. Um, he threw three interceptions. It was 11 for 27 for 145 yards. Like, the Gator defense showed up in games. Yeah, they're mean. Weekend. That's a mean defense in, a, in the best way possible. They're fun to watch, too. They fly around. They hit hard. It was, I mean, it was accented at the very beginning by a, a 80-yard uh, dump-off play and then again at the end of the game with the 88-yard running play for the Gators, which cemented the the win. Um, Gainesville's unbelievable. It is an unbelievable college town. What was the tailgate like? The t- I mean... Did you tailgate? I did. did I we Yeah, there. I mean, there's. it's the same deal at IU. There are like parties the at the fraternity houses right. before. There are also just campgrounds around the stadium, um, which is, like, we don't we don't have that here. No, like, I mean, football, I mean... It's, it's the listen. South. It's football in the South, and it, I grew up with that. It, it, it was everything. Every was a lot of free food. Oh, of course, of course. Everyone's too so generous good. down there. Oh, um, this Gator, I, I, I was unsure going into this game of both these teams because Auburn's a, le, a legitimate team. They yeah. uh, went on the road and beat Texas A and M. They also beat Oregon in the first game. Like they've had a good season. So this was a big game for the Gators. Now this weekend, gotta go into Baton Rouge, uh, and it's a night game. A night game in Baton Rouge on ESPN College Game Day, Florida 7, LSU 5 against my guy Ed Orgeron. I'm so excited. Everyone's guy Ed Orgeron. It's going to be, I hope it's going to be an awesome game. The only thing, the the only problem with the Gators this year has been their offense away from home. I mean, it's it's a rookie quarterback. Or not a rookie, sorry, a redshirt freshman guy who's never started before. Um, we'll I, see. This is a test for the Gators. I would see giant red flashing signs if I were you. Oh yeah. I like this. I, I'm this nervous. Game, I this LSU team is so good. What I saw from the defense last weekend, though, against a dynamic Auburn offense. You're instead of, but here's the difference. Just replace this true freshman quarterback with Joe, with Joe Burrow. Burrow. I know. I know. It's and Baton Rouge with Gainesville. Yeah, Death Valley. Like, like, it's going to be a tough one. It's going to be such a fun game. And it, I mean, anything can happen in the SEC. That's why it's the best conference in football. And if LSU wins this game, I mean, I, I said it last week, circle your calendars yeah. for the Bama game. And how did the, how high up draft boards does Joe Burrow shoot? He keeps winning. He, uh, yeah. yeah. I've been all the way up. He's looked fantastic. Um, do we want to get into any of the games from last week? There were a few good ones. We can just talk about the ones this week. The the problem, like, I got stuck studying all last weekend, and so, like, I didn't really get a chance to catch any of the college football games. Um, the Michigan-Iowa game was just so perfect, Big Ten football. Ten to three, are you football. kidding? <laughs> um, uh, Oklahoma State upset, or got upset by uh, Texas Tech. I think the Stanford-Washington upset just proves to you that Pac-12 football doesn't really matter. Yeah. 
You got, I mean, Red Rivers this weekend as well. Oh, that I'm actually really excited for that. There's a lot of good. I'm so excited that like I've, like I'm done with studying this weekend. I can sit down and watch a bunch of college football. There's so many good games. It's, there, it's yeah, starting to pick up. I don't know if you guys saw this article uh, from Pro Football Focus. They ranked their college quarterbacks, a bunch of them, like one through I think 135. Yes, I did. I did see this. Number one, Joe Burrow. Is that tell tell me who number sixteen is. Number sixteen, you're ruining it. <laughs> Michael Penix Jr. from Indiana. I, I mean, when's the last time you could say that Indiana has a legitimate? That's guess, who seven, that. guess who's seventeen? Guess who's seventeen? Trevor Lawrence. Really? Is Michael Penix better than Trevor Lawrence? I think that's, he's got a chance. That is that is awesome. Wow, that's bold. <laughs> that's bold. Well, I mean, just the way that they play. Trevor Lawrence has looked a little shaky this year. True. Michael Penix has not uh, looked shaky. He's playing great. He had 20 straight completions his last game. He had a bye week this week, but they take on Rutgers this weekend for homecoming. I mean, they, so They have to win that game by 30 Oh points. my god. The, the ball just flies out of his hand. It's so fun watching him throw. It, like, it almost reminds me of like Mike Vick like airing it out. Yeah. Like, it's just like it just explodes out of his right. hand. It just flies. It just He's so much fun to watch, and he's our quarterback. It's actually insane. Alabama at A&M this weekend going to Kyle Field. That's a big one for Bam. I mean, Alabama is better than Texas A&M, but anytime you have to go play at the 12th man, that's a, that's a big Oh, game. it's going to be a challenge. But, I mean, I, you probably see it close for a little bit in Alabama. Pull away towards, like, back into the second half. Herms, Sun Devils. I love how we always talk about Herms. <laughs> the 18th-ranked Arizona State Sun Devils are hosting Washington State this weekend. Mike Leach's team. Hasn't been as good as advertised post Gardner Minshew. Uh, I I did not see this coming from Herm Edwards, like this caliber of a football team. I thought he was gonna be like a GM. I thought he was honestly. I thought he was gonna be like four years and out. Like yeah. eh, I, I didn't know what to expect. I can't. I honestly didn't think. What is he? Two years in now that he's gonna he, have this job till he dies. Yeah, <laughs> they're the 18th ranked team in the country. Like. Who saw this coming? This is the coaching matchup of the century. Oh yeah, Herb Edwards versus Mike Leach. Like, talk about a pregame and postgame speech. Yeah, you have. You, I'll pay money to go to that presser after. Uh, a couple other games. Wake Forest is it's climbed into the top twenty. They are five and zero. Oh. They're playing Louisville this week. Uh, not that anyone cares about the ACC. <laughs> Iowa, Penn State, uh, and Iowa City. That'll be a good one. Penn State sneakily five and zero. Penn State looks good this year. Not no one's talking about them. People are sleeping on Penn State for some reason. Like they're still Penn State. And that Iowa loss to Michigan was their first loss of the season. So I mean they they played well as well. Um, Other than that, Notre Dame's playing USC in the you know the one game a year Notre Dame has scheduled (laughs) consistently. Um, That should be throttling. Yeah, like are you even gonna watch that game? No, I know, I know, I I don't watch Notre Dame. Um, Wisconsin, Michigan State. I, what do we, I mean, a couple weeks ago, IU played them, and Lewerke looked like Peyton Manning. No, he didn't look like Peyton Manning, but he was just like, it's like every time he needed five yards, he got it, yeah. one way or another. Like whether I think he, he ran for like, 75 yards. Yeah, like he was just, like every time there was like, a, it was like third and eight or whatever, and they would, he'd get out of the pocket, he'd scramble for a first down, just like, stuff like that, just like back-breaking for a defense. I just, I, they're I, until anybody stops Wisconsin and Jonathan Taylor, like good luck. All right, let's get in it. Overreaction of the week, Doug. The Nationals, they're making it not even just to the World Series. They're going further than that. Not one. They're winning two. the World Series this year. Wow. I'm all aboard this team. They are so fun. Trey Turner, Anthony Rendon, and their bullpen, who has been historically bad, they're playing pretty well so far this postseason. Yeah, so even in August. Even in bad. August, yeah. yeah. Um, but they're just so fun. I'm all about the attitude. 
I think that the fact that they have Eaton, who's from Chicago, was with the White Sox earlier. He's a fun story. Rendon is one of my favorite players in the MLB now. And Juan Soto, the 20-year-old magician. Uh, so they're, they're not stopping. I, I can see him beating St. Louis and then moving on. I have Houston coming out of that. I think they beat – or overreaction, I think they beat Houston. Okay. Sharon, what's yours? Uh, well, here we go. All right, let's dive into the psyche of Atlanta sports fan. <laughs> I <laughs> – excuse me. I am capable of living through any sports tragedy. I would be careful with that statement. <laughs> Probably more than just a sports tragedy at this point. I – all right, let's just let's run through a short list. Just a short list. Are you sure you want to do this to yourself? I do. I really like. I think feel like it'll be good for me. This mic is my chair. We're in therapy right now. <laughs> Two thousand nine, Tim Tebow and the Gators lose to an Alabama team in the SEC championship that they are better than. Mm-hmm. Two thousand twelve, in a wild card game, we lost. Also, twenty twelve, um, I th- it was actually. 2013 at this point, but it was the 2012 season. The Falcons, famous for blowing one lead, blew a 17-point lead in the NFC Championship against the 49ers. Do not go to... That was Tony Gonzalez's last year. That team was just as good as a Super Bowl team, in my opinion. Get Miss out on a chance to go to Super Bowl with a young Matt Ryan. 2016. The Falcons. Oh, boy. With two minutes left in the third quarter. Have a 25-point lead in the Super Bowl. Get the tissues. To bring home the first championship to Atlanta since the 95 Braves. And they blow it. Are you kidding? And finally, yesterday, a team, (coughs) excuse me, two days ago, a Cardinals team that the Braves are better than. Blow it. Ten runs in the first inning. Also, I forgot. Ten straight years of the Atlanta Hawks making the playoffs. A year in 2014, 2014-2015 season. They win 60 games. Don't lose a game in January and then get swept by the worst LeBron James Cavs team of the of that yeah, part the, of, of the, the second of LeBron the era. James yeah. Cavs are like that's a what weird else Hawks do you team. want from me? What, what, yeah. Take it. I just want a <laughs> ring. Like <laughs> Atlanta United, that the championship they won in the MLS last year was awesome, and I was ecstatic. That's that's that, been, wait, that's where the Atlanta sports fans are at right now. They, it's just football, they, basketball, baseball is not working out. Like hop on the MLS train. They've been I, they've been a part of my heart for three years, and I love them. They're great. But if you were to ask me who I would prefer to win a championship, they are dead last below fifty feet of shit. I mean, I need. I need a I need a championship from the big three or the Gators or an IU or basketball championship. I like I'm I'm telling you I, I'm capable I'm capable of going through anything right now, anything nothing nothing will surprise me. It makes anymore. you stronger. It makes you stronger. Someone asked me, it was like, did now, you see this coming? I was like, yes, it's the freaking no, you did. Braves. You did see this coming. I tried. I was I was more confident than you were. Honestly, you're like I, you, I just don't you know. said the culture will change when you start having a positive attitude. Yeah, I was like, that's not possible in Atlanta. <laughs> It doesn't exist. Show me something. All right. Keys, why do you love sports? Or what's your overreaction of the week? <laughs> My overreaction of the week, while not as passionate, is that Sam Darnold will come back and save the Jets' offense. Luke Falk obviously looked abysmal. Sam Darnold, way better than Luke Falk. Um, is Adam Gase the right guy for the job? Hopefully, I thought so. I like his offense. Is Sam Darnold learning in his offense? I'd like to see progress. Um, my overreaction is that Darnold 
will come back and play well this week. I really don't think that's an overreaction, to be honest. I, I'm all aboard that train. I think that, I mean, obviously you want to see it and you don't want to get too high as the Jets have not really shown anything yet. But right, I'll put a number on it. I'll, I'll give... Make it make it high, just so it, I know two over two eighty and two plus touchdowns. All right, who are they playing? Uh, well, I really should know this. Uh, who are they playing? I don't even mm. know. I right. actually couldn't tell you. Whatever. No, they, we'll they, they, they're, they're playing the Cowboys. They're playing the Cowboys. Tough defense. Yeah. The Cowboys. Are, eh, the Cowboys. All right, Keys. Why do you love sports this week? I love sports this week just because I'm reminded that baseball has so many good young hitters that I get to watch for the next fifteen years. Juan Soto's twenty. Glaber Torres is twenty two. Um, the best hitter in baseball, probably Rafael Devers, is 21. Like, mm-hmm. the, Ronald Acuna is 20. Like, oh, like there's so like I can go on and on about all the young talent in the league right now. Like, it's just so exciting, and so that's why I love sports this week. I touched on it earlier, but I love sports this week because of veterans. Um, I talked about CC a couple weeks ago, but Brian McCann just announced his retirement. Like I said earlier, 10 years with the Braves, just an exemplary guy more than being an on the field stud he was off the field fantastic won a world series with the astros played a couple years in the bronx uh just a mentor and a guy people looked up to a a, a local kid um he was part of the baby braves in 05 just a, a fantastic career and could not have gone out in a more humble way in my opinion just i mean like i said a guy who is a a borderline hall of famer for most people and it's just like after the game, it's like, yeah, I'm going to hang it up. Like, I want to go spend time with my kids. Interesting, like, the connection between the two. CeCe Sabathia posted on Twitter saying, thank you, BMAC. You're the yeah. best. Oh, you caught BMAC. Or yeah. BMAC caught him. Yeah. Um, there, I mean, Twitter, I, I Bregman, right. uh, I, could, I could see Bregman crying through his tweets. Yeah. Like, I mean, just, you just kind of see the, uh, the impact that he had on the three teams that he played for in his career. So that, that's why I love sports this week. For me, uh, it's... I've been dogging on the Dodgers on Twitter, on this podcast. But one thing I do have to give them respect to is the way Clayton Kershaw handled his post-game press conference. He was being asked— I mean, he's had enough practice with it. How many times <laughs> have I heard yeah, this Clayton Kershaw quote? It doesn't matter. It doesn't get easier. He, uh, he's he been asked horrible questions. He was asked, literally, is this the worst you've ever felt in your life? What kind of question is that? Like, you're I, trying to bury this guy in a grave? The media stinks. <laughs> but he responded— he responded saying, this is awful. Uh, I'm, it's a terrible feeling, no excuses, but I'm not going to hang my head. I'm going to continue trying to do my best for this team, for this city, go back out there, get better for next time. That When you look at that press conference, he could have responded in so many ways, not responded at all, but the way he did, it's a great thing. And sure, I hate the Dodgers, but you got to give respect for a great answer like that. Mm, absolutely. That's going to do it for us today i will try to be a little more upbeat on monday be sure to tune in for what looks like just another day in sports i was walking down the street when out the corner of my eye i saw a pretty little thing approaching me she said 